one more really leafy stat for 2023? Is it that Michael Bunting scored? No. Is it that Seth Jarvis, the other guy who scored for the Hurricanes, was drafted with the pick the Leafs gave the Hurricanes for Marlowe? Well, it wasn't for Marlowe, it was to take Marlowe, and no. Hit me with the stat. It better be leafy. The Leafs and the Hurricanes scored the same amount of goals against the goalie tonight, and the Leafs still found a way to lose in regulation. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I knew that tickled him. I knew he'd like that one. Let's go! Good. We all feel Stop! Good. Never gets rusty! Into my kitchen! Producer Drew, can you fix all this? And when it comes to the Toronto Maple Leafs, you can crumple crumple yeet! Saw that going differently. With you wherever you are, welcome to LFR. Leafs lose 3-2 to two to the Carolina Hurricanes. They had to give them up! They had to give them hope at the end. This is the last LFR of 2023, which I suppose is the good news. The bad news is the first two LFRs of 2024, which means the first two Leaf games of 2024, are a back-to-back -back on the road in California. The first half of the back-to-back -back starts at 10.30 at night, and the next night, they play at 9! So they're gonna play a National Hockey League game and then 20 hours later or something, they're gonna play another one. Ah, good luck, boys! Guess you sure won at home! Man, how do you talk about this game? You know, this room is full of all sorts of stuff. Not all of it is stuff you get to see. Like, one day, like, I still, I, I keep promising a tour. I have to give you a tour! But there's just all sorts of, I'm looking at it right now, there's all sorts of thought starters. And I gotta admit, this season, I haven't needed them nearly as much because there's always so much to talk about. Like, it feels every game is a story, right? I mean, every game is a story, but like there's meat on the bone this year. There's things at stake. But right now it almost feels like there's too much to talk about and I gotta like compartmentalize it and be like, what are we taking too seriously? What aren't we taking seriously enough? What is a problem? What isn't a problem? Is the current problem long-term? Is the long-term problem current? The answer to all of them appears to be maybe. So let's try to figure it out. This game in a vacuum, was it that bad? The Leafs and the Hurricanes played a regular season game. It was relatively chippy. It was relatively competitive. The Leafs had the home ice advantage, but they were on the second half of a back-to-back, -back, you know. And what happened? What really happened? The Leafs let Michael Bunting sneak by them. He taps one in for his first against his former team. But that's the free space. We knew that was coming, right? The second goal is on the power play for the Hurricanes. You maybe shouldn't give the Hurricanes the power play. All right, that's nothing to write home about. Max Domi sets up Timothy Liljegren for a rip! I had no idea! Lilligren had a wrister like that. I would like him to use it more if it's gonna be like that. Aho gets the empty netter. Aw, oh, nuts. And Robertson scores what was nearly a save of the year candidate with about nine seconds to go, ten seconds to go. It's 3-2, the Leafs only lose by one. Both teams score two against a goalie and the Hurricanes got the empty netter. Aw, oh, shucks. Was it a particularly poor defensive performance? No. Was it a particularly poor offensive performance? No. Was it a particularly poor goaltending performance? No. He allowed two goals. So what's there to be mad about? Well, that is why we don't always look at things in a vacuum. Yes, there are 82 games. That's so many games, but it's because there are so many games that this one particular game, while not being that bad, feels quite bad. Now I'll tell you a group of people who are probably disappointed. The group of people who think that the only reason the Leafs ever lose a game is because of Ilya Samsonov. I know that group is very, very small, but it turns out it's not true. They're not gonna score four, five, six goals every night. You're not even gonna score three goals every night, apparently. But you cannot just score at will and 
pulling the goalie is not an automatic license to print goals. But what happened before the game, hmm? Sheldon Keefe announces that David Kampf, who has played something like over 300 consecutive games, is a healthy scratch. Now, in fairness to Sheldon Keefe, I don't mind a shakeup to the lineup. I don't mind a, hey, get your head out of your butt. I don't mind trying to wake the team up, especially after David Kampf had something to do with the fourth Columbus goal the night before when he is the team's shut down center. I don't mind that, but Kevin Bieksa, as it turns out, nailed it before the game. Wouldn't it have meant more to scratch someone else? Someone who maybe has a higher salary on the team and hasn't been playing the best. Basically, uh, Twitter took that as Mitch Marner, and I think the online community is probably right. You could maybe put Willie in that spot. You're not scratching Matthews and you're not scratching the captain, so it's down to Willie or Mitch. Good thing both of those guys make league mint. Wait, they don't? Then what do they make? What? Since when? And then what happens? Hurricanes go up one nothing because Bunting scores and it's early on and everyone throws up their arms and they go, of course. But it's a symptom of a bigger problem because I know a lot of Leaf fans don't really love the decor and they want to see it upgraded, but if you ask a Leaf fan like, hey, what do don't you like about this decor? Like, who's been playing poorly? A, a lot of the people I talk to don't really have a name. Like, this guy is a drag on the team. Like, Klingberg, early in the season, like, clearly did not have the body to play well, <laughs> to play at an NHL level. All these guys, Riley was magnificent in this game, I thought. Brody, uh, McCabe Benoit has been pretty good, I think. Uh, who was the third pair? I mean, Lilligren scored. Giordano had his moments that weren't so great. I don't know about playing a 40-year-old on both halves of a back-to-back -back when he's coming off of injury. I don't know about that, but is he a drag? And I mean, this is only a second game back. Is he a drag? A lot of the Leafs' defensive problems, to me, are forwards blowing assignments. And look at this! Michael Bunting just... Not even Elmer Fudding, because Elmer Fudd would say, be very, very quiet, I'm hunting wabbits. This guy just goes, Leroy Jenkins! Like, look at this, Bunting doesn't do anything subtly. He just cruises down the middle, and before Noah Gregor, the fastest man alive, realizes it, he's all alone and it's too late. So even though I think that was a symptom of a bigger problem, that's not what set people off. What set people off is the Hurricanes got a power play and they scored almost immediately. And who should have been out there on the penalty kill? David Kemp. And I know it's the penalty kill and you're outnumbered anyway, but the Leaf closest to the guy who ended up scoring the goal is Mitch Marner. Cool, cool. And dude, all throughout the game, it looked like he was fighting it, he took a late penalty, and then with the game 2-1, he's out there with the extra attacker and he makes a mystifying pass that William Nylander tries to make the best of. He ends up coughing it up, Aho scores at the other end, and Mitch is upset about it. And he, he takes a shot at the end of the game uh, when <laughs> him and Willie get crossed up and couldn't even stay onside. So, what should Sheldon Keefe have done? Because this is a very dangerous thing. It's interesting. Last game, it's like he took the onus off of himself by making some of the comments subtle, some not so subtle, about Ilya Samsonov, and I'm sure Treliving is going to go out there and try to get us some help. But then the next night, he takes a risk. If he scratches David Kampf, the team plays a perfect defensive game, and they beat the Carolina Hurricanes heading into New Year's Eve. That's what everyone talks about at the parties tomorrow, and we all have a happy New Year. If the Leafs lose, and it's because of the penalty kill, at least in part, it's Sheldon. It's Sheldon's 
fault. And he lost that risk. So it shouldn't have been Kempf, right? It shouldn't have been Kemp. It should have been Marner, right? They should have scratched Marner. So let's talk about that. I agree that it would have been far more impactful to scratch uh, Austin Matthews setup, man. Um, I don't think they can do that. But you take David Kampf out of the lineup, second half of a back-to-back, -back, and you pick up a win, like, that is a far more likely scenario than taking Mitch Marner out of the lineup, who kills penalties, plays on the power play, plays with Austin Matthews, he plays when the net is empty, he plays in all situations, he plays, like, 20 minutes a night. It's unlikely that you're gonna pick up the win there. And if you lose that game, what's the lesson? Like, oh yeah, that'll show you we lost, we need you. Can't scratch the core guys because they're too important to this team. They have too big of a cap hit on this team. You cannot simply replace them with the other guys in the organization because they're not good enough. They don't make as much. The team does not have enough cap space to recruit enough good players around these guys. How many times have we had this conversation? And you know what? That'll be the tease. We're gonna have that conversation after Marley Minute. We're gonna do that because new forwards are getting opportunities apparently. Holmberg getting in over Camp. I don't think he'll be the last. This team is trying to send a message. They're gonna give other guys an opportunity. One of the hottest guys on the Marlies right now doesn't have an NHL contract. In fact, he doesn't even have an AHL contract. Here's Nick Barden on Kiefer Bellows, who's been red hot, and a positive update on Roni Hirvonen, one of the Leafs' best forward prospects. If there's any player to talk about this week with the Toronto Marlies, it's Kiefer Bellows. The former first-round pick signed a PTO with the Marlies in late October and since has scored 11 goals and 9 assists in 20 games, making him a point-per-game player in the AHL this season. Bellows attributes his success to two things, skating better and making smarter decisions. But the 25-year-old also says that he still has more more room to grow. Marley's head coach John Gruden told me that there was a stint of games where Bellows didn't have that same success that he was having earlier in the season and the coaching staff talked to him and since then he's found his game again and he's playing really really strong hockey. With Bellows being on an AHL PTO he's only allowed to play 25 AHL games with the Marlies and then the Marlies have the choice of whether to sign him or to not sign him, and that remains to be seen, but to me, Bellows has done everything he can to stick around and remain with this team for the rest of the season. One injury update I'd like to include is on Roni Hervonen, who took a stick to the eye on October 15th against the Utica Comet and hasn't played a game since. Before the Marlies practice on Friday, Hervonen was on the ice wearing a full face shield, taking shots with several of the Marlies players, and although he didn't take a full practice with the team, it's still a positive sign as he continues to recover from his injury. Thank you very much for that. Nick, some much needed good news. I'm very interested to see what they do with Kiefer Bellows. I think this goalie situation actually screws him a little because I'm kind of convinced this team is interested in offering him an NHL deal. But what if you need one of those contract slots to sign a goalie? At the time I'm shooting this video, we don't even know who the Leafs are gonna bring with them to California. So let's have the conversation with our first question. I think this is a good one. From Tanya, has Marner's play this season warranted putting some feelers out to see if there is a good trade partner? No, I don't think uh, you put trade feelers out there. I think you put trade bear hugs out there. <laughs> you try to get people on the phone, but I, folks, 
This ship is goodbye. Goodbye. You're not even a speck on the shore. It is long gone. Hello! They can't hear you anymore. No one on the deck, they can't even see you. You're like a grain of sand. The Leafs organization from the top on down made the decision to fire their general manager who had an expiring contract five weeks before the draft and free agency. They made that decision. And with that decision came the consequence of the new guy, Brad Living, has a month to make a franchise earthquaking move of trading one of their core four or simply not do that. Now here's the problem with not doing that. Mitch Marner had no trade protection heading into July 1st. None. Trade them wherever you want. The moment the clock struck midnight on July 1st, boom, full no move clause. Now you can trade players with a full no move. They just need to agree to it. So all they got to do is find a trade partner who can take on a nearly $11 million contract this year and next. And it's got to be from a pool of teams that he exclusively wants to go to. Listen, there are some guys in this league that don't try hard enough. There are other guys in this league who try too hard. And I think when Mitch is struggling, he's one of those guys who tries too hard. He's fighting it. He's doing too many low percentage passes with ridiculous spinning stuff. It's got to stop. If you got to sit him for a game or two, fine. But that is not to ostracize him. That is to get him to put his head on straight and get him to play his best hockey. The other thing I do, you're not with Austin anymore. Nope, nope, nope. On the power play, yes. Five on five, no. Because what happens is you put them together and every now and then, every couple games, you can even do it like once every week, week and a half. They go off on a team. Like they just, they catch a team on a day and I don't know what it is, or maybe they're just clicking and they both put up three points and we go, why would you ever play them separate? Meanwhile, Nylander's getting a point like almost every night. He's getting a point like almost every night. What was wrong with Nye's Austin Willie? What was wrong with it? Like, I thought it needed a kick in the pants, and you put Marner up there for a bit, and then you, you go back. You go back. But Austin's going off. Why would you separate them? They're losing games! That's why I would separate them. They're losing games. Anyway, to sort of put a bow on all that, I, I've gotten a lot out there, a lot to consider. But um, thesis, you don't need to trade Mitch. I don't think it's worth your time and effort. I think it's basically impossible to win that deal, you just gotta optimize the player. And if that's making him take a seat, if that's changing up his line, demoting him even. You had no problem doing it to David Camp, who is a leader on this team, who has a high defensive burden, just like Mitch, who has played a number of consecutive games, is well respected. If you can do that to Camp, you can do that to anybody on the team. And at this point, if you've committed to doing it, who cares if it's one of your core guys? Take the L. Also, next week you're playing against the Sharks who have been struggling, even though I'm a Sharks truther, and the Ducks. Come on! Ah! You know what? I think we'll end it there. I didn't expect to have that long of an answer to that question. Lost in all that, Martin Jones was pretty good, eh? Team played pretty well in front of him, generally. He made some good saves. Didn't 
ever really have to make spectacular ones because he was always in the net. I like that. We'll see which two goalies the Leafs bring to California. I feel like we've had so many ultimatums. Again, next week you got a back-to-back -back San Jose and Anaheim. <laughs> if you're going to give Sammy one more game, it's that and that's it. <laughs> That if he blows those, if whichever one you start him in, if he blows one of those, that's it. That is it. It's that or you call up the kid and say, hey, here are two of the weakest teams in the NHL and we're going to play against one of them and hopefully you do well and we win the game. Folks, that is it for this one. Thank you very much for watching. Click like if you liked this video. Click subscribe if you really liked it. Tell all your friends. Subscribe to SDPN. Gosh darn it, we're so close to 100K. We still have more holiday content. Stuff going up uh, Christmas Eve. Uh, Christmas Eve. New Year's. We did have stuff Christmas Eve. New Year's Eve. Uh, New Year's Day. Uh, and more. Because we're still not recording new episodes just yet. There's all sorts of news. And, and I hope you have a safe and happy New Year. Do not drink and drive. Ever, ever, ever. And I love you.